0: Welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name, wait for it, David Austin.
1: <laughs> I'm Londa Sherwood Austin. Welcome back.
0: We are so goopy.
1: We're dumb and we're extra dumb this morning, so buckle up.
0: We were just singing. It was terribly off-key, but we hit unison beautifully at the very end. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Always.
0: I'm happy to be here with you this morning because it's another opportunity to talk to our friends.
1: Okay, copycatter.
0: Uh, We are wearing the same top. You, however, are wearing a pant color that I do not possess.
1: Yeah. What is that color? I don't know. It's kind of somewhere between a paprika and a cranberry maybe. I'm not really sure. What's the show
0: with the... Oh, the show with the blue dog... And Steve, the friend who lived in the house. Yeah, what I don't remember.
1: Called? All I can think of is Bluey, and that's but that's not it. That's not it. It was uh, in the big green chair. Or yes. whatever. and the uh, the why, kid. Why, why all of struggling? the kids are going
0: to kill us for Stripe not knowing shirt. this, right? Steve with the <laughs> with the shirt, and there was a new guy and a whole the thing.
1: Ba, 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 ba. I don't. I can't think of the name, and I don't know why.
0: That's weird, right?
1: Well, it's not weird for me. My kids didn't watch it.
0: Caitlin went to Halloween at Gene Serio Smith's house when she was three as that dog. Okay. And I think the dog's name was Bluey, though. No. No. I don't know. I don't know. We're off it. Hey, Sherwood Austin Solutions is the old company we used to own. The new company's called Sherwood Austin homes and we're proud to bring you this program each and every week with interest rates coming back down and talk of inflation being part of every major newscast in the nation the real estate market is heating up inflation's coming down i saw a story today that uh fears of recession are going down as well don't wait until april to take advantage of the momentum building in the market right now sherwood austin homes can help you buy and sell real estate for yourself or your Business, if you'd like to know how much your home is worth or how much buying power you have, or whether or not it makes sense to move your business this year, Sherwood Austin Homes would like to be your first choice. Email Londa at Sherwoodaustin.com. That's Londa at Sherwoodaustin dot com or David at com. That's David at com. What are you trying to say?
1: They can just go to Sherwood Austin Com and there's a valuation Tool. There's email. There SherwoodAustinHomes.com is all they have to remember.
0: SherwoodAustinHomes.com to find out if a move in 2024 makes sense with Sherwood Austin Homes, powered by Realty One Group. Ignite.
1: Yes, I like. Thank you, and I'm excited to. uh, If you follow me on TikTok, I do. uh, Then I'll be starting a new series uh, about real estate where I teach you how to game the system TikTok, you when don't stop. you buy or sell a home. I love that. Yeah, the series will be all about gaming the system when you buy or sell a home, and I'm excited about it. When so, is that going to start? Uh, I don't know. Maybe probably this week.
0: Okay, that's cool. You're going to be a big time TikToker.
1: Oh, well, I don't know about that. I just know that... Um, I think TikTok's a great delivery system for this particular format of thing that I want to say to people. Okay. Um, So I think consumers need to be, buyers and sellers themselves, as consumers, need to be um, better equipped to uh, do what they need to do. And so I'm giving away all the secrets.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to, on a daily basis, go to TikTok. What's your handle on the old TikTok?
1: Londa Sherwood Austin. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's, you can find me anywhere by that name.
0: So you just type in Londa Sherwood Austin on TikTok, on Instamingle. I don't know what these sites are called. Instagram, any
1: mingling site.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Instagram, TikTok. You might find an
1: old David Austin profile on Facebook.
0: Yeah, my favorite was Bumble because the girls got to pick.
1: I was never on dating sites. No,
0: I needed it because I'm a little socially awkward.
1: (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, But I thought, you know what? I can think of what's something, this is how this came about. I thought, what's something I could do like once a day for a whole year and never run out of things to talk about? That's what I was thinking about in the middle of the night, because as you know, I am of the age where I'm awake from two to four a.m. In fact, you put night. in your
0: shift last night.
1: I did, I did, <laughs> and during that time, I think, uh, and and then I make notes on my phone, right? So I was thinking, what is something I could, like, give away the farm, as it were? I could talk about, and people would get value from it. For a whole year, every day for a whole year, I'd never run out of things to say, uh, and it would be beneficial to the people listening. And I thought, oh, I know what I could do. I can teach people how to game the system when they buy or sell a home.
0: Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. And that's important because especially in this interest rate environment, people are freaking out about interest rates. They're down, Freddie Mac said, last week to their lowest level in a year. They're at Mm -hmm. six and a half right now, Mm -hmm. national average. So if you're doing a conventional loan, it's probably a little higher. And if you're doing an FHA loan, it's probably just slightly under that. Um, With interest rates being... The talk literally everywhere you go, having something to set you apart is going to make you more successful when you're out in a buying frenzy, which I think is coming.
1: It is coming. And I so if you're buying you're in the market right now and you're shopping for a home, get under contract. Yeah, Do it now before yeah. things go nuts. Um, and you
0: can get on and, SherwoodAustinHomes.com <laughs> right. and look at houses right. today.
1: What I would love to do, though, is to, I think anytime you equip consumers mm-hmm. to be better and smarter consumers, mm-hmm. then it's a good thing. And it doesn't intimidate me. I know some people, in fact, I was talking with um, someone recently who works in our industry and he was talking about, you know, being annoyed because uh, the people that come to see him as consumers want to double check his work. Sure. Kind of, you know, yeah. and, um, and he's actually singled out millennials. Right. And I, I, I just don't get that. I'm like, of course they're going to double check your work. Yeah. It's trust, but verify. Right. That, 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 I mean, that just makes sense. Consumers are too smart to not verify and and double-check what you're saying and make sure that things are right. And so why not give them an advantage in the marketplace?
0: I got you. I
1: ain't scared.
0: No. I think it's great.
1: (laughs) I think people get scared because, um, you know, oh, well, if you tell a buyer how to be a smarter buyer, they won't need a realtor is what people think right? If as a realtor, I'm telling people how to be a a more savvy buyer or a more savvy seller, well, yeah, but then they won't need a realtor. They won't need you. I don't believe that at all.
0: Let me tell you something. Just because somebody can understand a concept doesn't mean they want to do that.
1: Hello.
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'll never forget the time that my good friend called me up and said, hey, I just want you to know we're putting our house on the market and... My husband insists that we uh, put it on the market as a for sale by owner right and I'm sorry I really wanted to you know have you market it and and list it for us but you know it, it's not worth a fight sure. you know and I said yeah yeah I get it I get it I said just do me a favor if it I said listen once you do that I can't help you right like that that legally I can't help I said but do me a favor, if you hit a point where you are overwhelmed, right, and you just can't do it anymore, give me a call. I like that. You know, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it off your plate. Um, and I kid you not, three days later, I get a crying, panicked phone call. Sure. I can't do this anymore. She was just so overwhelmed by um, scheduling all the showings and making sure everything was right, for the showings and, you know, taking all the... I mean, because it was during... It was maybe five years ago. So market was still mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. hot, you know, thankfully. <laughs> um, and And she just was totally overwhelmed. She's like, nope, I'm out. I can't do it. Well, that's
0: the thing, right? Whenever you have a house to show... Even if someone else is handling it for you, you kind of lose your mind a little bit. Oh, for sure. You know, it's a very emotional thing, selling something that you are so intimately acquainted with. Well, and and it's, a home is that for sure. And
1: it's so much work keeping it, quote, show right. ready all yeah. the time. And and we speak very passionately about this because we've bought and sold three or four houses in the last four years. That's right. And so and moved. It's right. not like they were um, strictly investment properties. We lived in them. Yeah. So we've done this recently and so I'm very uh, uh, compassionate to people who are in that place right because uh, I mean keeping it show ready is next to impossible and then you add on on top of it the stress of scheduling the showings and negotiating the contracts that you don't really as a you know, your normal consumer, you don't really understand the contracts sure. fully. Sure. Um, and so, not that you can't, you can. It's just there's nuances to the contracts that people like me use for my client's advantage. Right. And, and uh, frankly, I love having a buyer and coming upon a for sale by owner that's what's, not represented.
0: What's the statistic <laughs> for selling a house by yourself versus with a realtor? About money made in a transaction. I, you told me this. So I, once. Don't,
1: I don't have a current statistic, okay. I'll be honest. What's with the you. most recent one the that you recall? The most recent one that I have is that you, um, as a seller, will profit on average 14% more. When you're represented by a realtor, than if you represent yourself selling it for sale by owner, fourteen percent more. And
0: and I can tell you why that's a thing.
1: Oh, there's a lot of reasons. Let's go.
0: Well, Zestimate isn't real. It's to get you to call an agent. It's a marketing arm, and Zillow wants you to work with their partners. So they give you a number. Real
1: estate company that
0: is. That makes you itch and scratch Mm -hmm. to reach out to a partner agent with Zillow so that they can help you with your home selling or buying needs. Sure. So they don't have a vested interest or didn't before they actually opened their real estate (laughs) arm in getting the number right. They had an interest in getting you excited about the number.
1: Yeah. Their number still isn't right.
0: Right. Right. That's right. It's
1: right-ish sometimes.
0: Right-esque. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's uh, that. So people don't really know how much their house is worth.
1: That's right. And
0: valuing a home. And they
1: often give away too much. That's
0: right. And valuing a home, as I have learned in the last uh, two months of my journey to be an actual realtor, yeah. not just a lender, mm-hmm. which I still do, by the way, but I'm full-time a realtor and I'm super part-time a lender now. I can help past customers essentially is what I'm saying. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But what I've learned in the last couple of months is both the art and the science mm-hmm. of home valuations, yeah. which you, know, you roughly know. But for years, I've had to call yeah. agents and say, hey, before I do this refinance, can you run a quick CMA for me and tell me if I'm close right. with my numbers? Because they need say- to hit this.
1: Comparable market analysis right. or current market analysis—it's just mm-hmm. kind of where you sit in the in the market as a value range right. right now,
0: right? And that is very powerful, and your regular homeowner doesn't have access to that.
1: They don't. They look at they look at um, sites like Zillow. They look at different sites and they say, "Well, you know, I." This house in my neighborhood sold for this much money, and this house sold for this much money, and therefore my house is worth XYZ. Right. It's a very common thing that consumers do. Now, are you crazy for doing that? No. You should do that so that you have at least some kind of idea. But when a realtor comes in and shows you your your value, what you want to see from them is data. Right. You want to see actual hard data of what has sold in your market and the actual number it's sold for. Here's where those sites get it wrong often. Okay. Is the sold prices aren't correct. I gotcha. Or a... A consumer will see a flyer in their neighborhood or they will see, um, you know, on Zillow, this house is for sale and they think it's sold at that price. Right. And it's not. And it often did not sell at that price. Right. So, you know, your your realtor should come if they're, for example, interviewing um, for the job of listing your home. They should have data with them that that you can look at, and it shows the actual sold properties, the actual active listings, right? Right. And the actual pending properties. And then they should be able to paint a picture for you based on the data of where the market is right now and where the trend is going. Okay. Because you're, you're banking on where the market is right now right? Yes. Sold, some pending, right? And where the market is going are the pending and over to active. And it's not just that though. You want a savvy realtor who follows the market, who follows the trends, who can predict trends. Right. Um, which is a unique skill set, I'll admit. And it's something, and I don't know if it comes from, I don't know if I'm so attuned to, to where things are going because, um, you know, I was that traumatized kid who had to be attuned to everything right. to survive Yeah, and I, it kind of spills over into this. And so I've never, ever in all the time I've been in real estate, I've never been wrong about where the market's going, Sure, which is kind of a handy little tool to have in my back pocket yeah. for, for my um, clients even when I have to break their heart. And sometimes you do.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? You have to be able to have have conversations that are realistic with customers. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a lender buddy a couple days ago from years past in my business life. And he said, do you remember when we all were talking about painting the pain? You have to be able to have those awkward conversations so that everybody knows what's happening for real, not a candy-coated, glossy version of what's happening. Right. One thing that I've been able to do as a person who grew up as a reporter and then became a salesperson is I've been able to report the news in a way that is not super emotional. So I can diffuse a lot of emotional things. Right while imparting mm-hmm. the information.
1: I'll tell you the number one skill that you need to have uh in this industry mm-hmm. is the ability to manage people's emotions. First your own. Right. Then others.
0: And their expectations. You have to manage expectations. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That's As actually well. what I meant to say is manage expectations. Right. Um that is actually what I meant to say, but an interesting little um flip of the words there because managing their expectations will help everyone manage emotions as well.
0: Yeah, and you said emotions when you might have met expectations, but no, you do manage emotions and that's what makes you so good. And you leave space for people, which I didn't know was a thing.
1: You have to hold space for clients because it is such an emotional journey. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't know how to manage your own emotions and you don't know how to hold space for your own emotions, you don't know how to set realistic expectations for yourself, how in the hell are you going to do it for your client?
0: Right. Yep.
1: I was just saying to... I don't know if I should say this or not, but this is real. I just said to someone the other day, I said, I swear to God, the most emotionally immature people in the world are in real estate. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was upset about something. Something had just happened and a realtor had just, you know, gone off on me emotionally and whatever. And and it's not true, actually. Emotionally mature, emotionally immature people exist everywhere. I just happened to say it because, you know, I was... Yeah, upset about something. It's yeah. So, you know, you call people names when you're mad. Right.
0: <laughs> I get it. I see.
1: Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so the other kind of going back to what we were talking about, about a for sale by owner. Mm-hmm. So that increase in profitability being represented by a realtor can also come in, you know, the way that the house is marketed, where it's marketed, how it's marketed. Sure. It can also come, because we talked about finding the right value. Right. But it can also come, and I would be honest, most of mine have come from the negotiation of the transaction, right so there's just all there are so many nuances to the contract and you can make up you you can save your client money or mm-hmm. increase their profit mm-hmm. if you know the nuances of the contract well enough that sure. you can negotiate certain pieces of it um, so to their benefit right yeah. and so um, that that's a huge part of it and there have been a lot of times that I've said to to clients, like we want it you know, let's say they have they don't have time to sit on the market. They want to get it sold quickly. Yeah. Because always you have two things to work with. Ultimately, you have two things. Time and money. Right. That's it. Really, it all comes down to that. Time or money. If you've got all the time in the world, you can maybe you know, gamble with the money. Right. If you don't have all the time in the world, you need to gamble with the money. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you know, I had people that, um, one of my most recent listings, they said, you know, we'll, we'll put it on the market, but 30 days, it's gotta be under contract within 30 days. And this was November. You know, that's not, November is not typically known as a hot, season in the market. (laughs) Right. And it wasn't anything special. Right. It was, you know, a track home and in, in okay condition. Right. You know? Yeah. And so my work was cut out for me. Right. And so the price was really important. It had to be priced right. And what I mean by priced right is we don't have a lot of time. So it's got to be priced in a way that it, it, Gets a lot of attention quickly,
0: right? And what happens is when you see a CMA, usually they have a price range in there, sure, from low to high, sure. Well, if you want to sell quickly, don't go to the high side (laughs) of that because that's going to sit around a little while longer, right?
1: right. So, so we, you know they they priced it pretty conservatively, sure. Pretty conservatively, and then um, they said, "Well, but what do we do when it comes to the inspection? If they ask for a bunch of repairs that we don't want to pay for because we've already priced it really competitively, right? Right in the market." I said, "You tell them to pound sand."
0: Right. You say no. It's that simple.
1: You're you're in charge, and that's the thing, consumers. Um, And I know that this podcast often we're talking to salespeople, but this one, I feel like we're more talking to the consumer directly, but you, you get to be in charge, right? Your realtor is working for you, right? Your lender, your whomever they're going to tell you, here are your options right now. Pick one. Yeah. The one thing I hate more than anything else is when somebody says to me, a client says to me, well, what would you do? Well, what would you do? And I, I always say, well, this is my standard answer. You might already know this. Well, it's easy for me to gamble with your money.
0: Right. That's right.
1: But this is your money, not my money. Right. You know, gun to my head, if it was my money, I might do this. I might lean this direction. Sure. But it's not my money. Right. It's not my decision.
0: That's, that's the magic, right? And something, now we're back talking to salespeople, something salespeople <laughs> often forget, and if you're listening, listen up.
1: Okay, sit up, lean forward.
0: Is to consider your customer's emotional state. You need to listen to your customer and you need to go where they are. Say it again. Uh, Listen to your customer's emotional state, right? If somebody's scared, you need to meet them there, hold space for them, and then reassure them. You don't need to bowl over them with, this is what you're going to do. Okay, now that we're here, you need to do this. That is not something you should Mm -hmm. ever say to a potential customer or business partner, ever. Because here's what I would say as a customer. Okay, I do. I need to make a strong decision. You're gone. No, thank you. I don't need someone telling me how I need to be. I need someone trying to elicit what's really going on with me. So instead of making statements, ask questions. Go to where they are by asking questions and then you'll understand. Yeah. Here's what I mean by that. Yep. As a lender, Preach. as a lender, I have to know your financial condition. Right. I have to understand where you are financially. Mm-hmm. And so how do you do that? Well, you take an application, which is essentially a needs analysis. Mm-hmm. So if you're in sales and you're not doing a solid needs analysis with your customer, Wow, you should sell shoes. Oh, shit. Do you know what I mean?
1: No, I do. I agree with you. If
0: if you only care how many bedrooms or bathrooms they and, want, you might as well say, what size is your foot? Let's get you some shoes to try on. And
1: I'll tell you this. The needs analysis needs to be with all the decision makers. Yes. All the yeah. decision makers. We don't sit. You do not sit down for an appointment unless you have all the decision makers.
0: And I don't care what business you're in. If you're selling radio commercials, yeah. don't sit down with one partner because he's not going to be able to sell your stuff to his partner as well yep. as you are. Yep. If you're in real estate... Don't just sit down with the husband at a bar because there's another spouse that's going to be involved. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You need to make sure in any selling situation that you not only hold space for your client, but you make sure all of your clients are present.
1: Yep. This is why uh, I... You know, I use the same format every single time with every single client. I have an interview process that I take them through. It's written out. It's scripted. Some people don't like that. Well, you know what? I never miss anything, and everyone always gets the very best of me Right? because I do it that way, right? And I encourage you to do it that way, too. If you're in sales, the same way every time, use that basic format so you don't miss anything. And if you don't have a good one, You know, you can give me a call and we can talk about finding you a good one that works for you, for your personality, for your lifestyle, for your goals. Right. Because it is not a one size fits all. That's right. Some people love Buffini. Some people love Tom Ferry. Some people love Ninja. There's all these different kinds of selling techniques for real estate specifically. Right. And you got to find the one that matches you, right? Yep. And so... When you do that, you don't miss anything and you handle so many things up front instead of it becoming an issue later on. Sure. Right? Yes. So so if you can handle those things up front, I was just talking with a client yesterday because I not only buy and sell homes with clients, but I also coach realtors, right? right. So I was talking with a realtor yesterday and talking about kind of this very thing about holding space for them and getting the needs out on the table and being able to do that and um, one of the things that we talked about is using that same system every time every time every time so you don't miss anything. Right. And I told a story about me being the worst client ever. Okay. I really am. When I'm buying a house, I am the client you don't want.
0: I don't I don't because, believe you. Okay,
1: let me uh, uh let me demonstrate. Okay. How many bedrooms do you want? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Do you need a garage? I don't know. (laughs) Two car, three car? I don't know. (laughs) Do you need a formal dining room? I don't know.
0: I know you need a formal dining room.
1: We'll see. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Sure. I really don't know. And I'm always the client who ends up saying, listen, here's my budget. Uh Let's start looking at houses. I'll know when I see it. And, yeah. and it's the worst, and I apologize. However, if somebody would come in and say, tell me about your life. Yeah. Tell me how you live right. in a home.
0: Yes. What's important to you about your lifestyle? Yes. Oh, I like hiking. Great. What else do you love? You I, know love what? To I love hiking board. along the river because I paddleboard. Listen,
1: I love to paddleboard. Okay, so do you need a space to store your paddle boards do you need a spit do you see what I'm saying yes. kind of if you if for me I am the difficult clients which maybe makes me a better realtor because I'll dig in a little bit right. more because I am the difficult client you know how how if you you want to have a primary bedroom right yes mm-hmm. of course I want to have a primary bedroom what does that look like do you want a bathroom attached? I can go through all that okay and do you need a secondary room? Uh, and if you had one, how would you use that space? Right, is an easier question for me than how many bedrooms do you need? Oh, well, I really like having a home office that's functional. Right. Okay. Well, and how else do you live? Right. These kinds of questions. So, it's important to to dig in and know. I remember talking to a realtor one time who said, "You got to do a really thorough needs analysis because through her questions with a client, she found out." Chickens. They had to have space for chickens. Okay. Well. Creekstone's out. Exactly. <laughs> There's only so many, you know, neighborhood. They wanted to be in the city limits, but right. they had to have chickens. Well, how many chickens? Oh, we just, you know, four or five. Great. If she hadn't figured that out. Right. And that only comes through sitting across a table and having a conversation that's guided by a script you use every time that helps you dig in and figure out not only the what, but the why.
0: Les Savage and I have been talking about the informal chat for 15 years. And the bottom line is you need to go somewhere neutral with a client because then they don't feel like you're hard selling them because you're not. And do a needs analysis. That informal chat where you sit down over a cup of coffee or uh, whatever you're into, a bagel, whatever, you sit <laughs> down and you talk about life and how you want to live life, that will get you way closer right. to solving their problem than if you sit right. down with somebody in the conference room at your office and say, so how many bedrooms and bathrooms do you need?
1: Now, I will say, in addition to that, I am a conference room person.
0: Conference rooms are fine.
1: I, I want to sit in the conference room and I want to ask them how many bedrooms do you need but and that's then after you had your them, informal chat yes then I'm going to ask them how they're going to use those bedrooms right right. so it's a it's a it's a blend and you're right that initial that initial informal chat is a very important part of the process mine is often over the phone I'll be honest
0: well and that's um, and that's how you like to be sold to as well
1: it is I'm oh, a belly
0: to belly guy so that's not how I like to do it I like to sit down with somebody you know what I mean?
1: Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, no, no. But it is is—it is true. You are a face-to-face. Yeah. We, and that's another tip that we can give to people. Remember, um, you buy how you sell and you sell how you buy.
0: Now, with all that said, I don't want to break the momentum.
1: But oh, I it, had one more thing. Go ahead. Okay, so one more thing I wanted to go back to is... Mm-hmm. Um, flipping from statements to questions right right so that you can communicate better with your client um, th- just start practicing that and you'll have like a, a thing that you always say someone I was talking with recently says at this point and then makes a very abrupt statement I gotcha and it's causing some friction with clients yeah I said okay so every time you say at this point I want that to be a reminder a a An alarm should go off in your head to now reframe that into a question. So here's how that's going to sound. At this point, oh, wait, let me think about how I want to say this. Give me just a second. And then you figure out how to flip it into a question, not a statement. I got you. The example was this. She was saying at this point, you need to decide if you're really serious about buying a house. My answer would be, I am, but not with you. I got you. I don't like that tone. I don't like that at all. So my recommendation was, at this point, wait, let me think about how I want to say this. Give me just a second. Should we strategize an offer on this home, or should we keep shopping?
0: Oh, that's good. And it gets you to the same place.
1: The exact same place.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: So... Really analyze your language, figure out how you're speaking, figure out how to make it more effective. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Okay.
0: So here is the business review that nobody asked for.
1: Oh, okay.
0: You bought a car on Friday night. I sure did. Go.
1: I would say this. I have rarely to never had a 10 out of 10 sales experience. I am the most difficult person ever because I know. am a sales trainer. Right. I'm analyzing the process the whole time we're together. No matter what, I can't help it. It's just what I do. Right. It's just what I do. I yes. analyze the process. It's how my brain works.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Friday night, I spent five hours at Corwin Ford. That's where we were, right?
0: In Pasco, Washington. In
1: Pasco, Washington with a salesperson named Jose.
0: Awesome. Uh,
1: who I believe the other salespeople call El Capitan. Okay. I think I heard that joke while like we were that. there. I that, yes. Jose at Corwin Ford in Pasco, Washington. 10 out of 10 experience. Let me tell you why. Okay. And this is important. Ladies, listen up. I'm going to get playfully sexist for a moment. So come with me. I almost never sit with a man in a conversation for very long before he either talks at me or talks over me. What's
0: that you said? Hmm. (laughs) That's a joke. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it is very offensive to me. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um,
0: I've seen it happen millions of times in our relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: it's it's not it doesn't work for you
1: i will often get up and walk away yeah i'm done i'm out you talk over me talk at me talk down to me
0: at no time not one time did, did jose at corwin ford speak to me as though i was the smart one in the relationship either
1: that's the other thing even if they know i'm the buyer they'll talk to you
0: which is dumb Dumb, dumb, dumb.
1: The hot tub experience was yeah. exactly that. What does
0: she like? Does she like cup holders? I don't know, hon. Do you like cup holders? <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, I finally said to that salesperson at the hot tub store, I'm right here.
0: You can ask me.
1: Anyway, at Corwin Ford in Pasco Washington spoke to me. He he was, um, he was listened. He asked great questions yeah. and pivoted Based on my answers. Right. Oh, I was going to show you premium models because of the vehicle you brought in, because the vehicle I traded in was a premium package. I said, no, 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 no. that, That that was my revenge purchase. It had way more <laughs> bells and whistles than I needed. I I never used any of it. You know, right. uh, I'm actually very practical, very simple right. person. Oh, okay. Let me... Let me, I'm not going to show you these then. Let's pivot. Let's look at these. I mean, he listened. He kept within my budget. He it, he did exactly what I wanted him to do. It showed, It was just the most fantastic experience. I can't recommend it enough. Um, but I have to give a shout out to our friend Hannah, who right. matched us with Jose.
0: Right. Yep.
1: And so. She
0: used to work there at the dealership. Yep.
1: And you called her and said, who should we talk to? She gave us two names. Uh, One of them wasn't there, so that was easy. We ended up with Jose. I will send everyone I know to him, especially, I got to be honest, again, being playfully sexist, if you're a woman shopping for a car... Jose is your guy.
0: And I literally was there to keep Londa company. I had no stake in it. It was not my car. I wasn't on the financing. None of it had anything to do with me, except my favorite thing to look at is Londa. So I was there for the (laughs) entertainment value. So while you were buying a car for five and a half hours, I was watching the prettiest thing I've ever seen, buy a car for five and a half hours.
1: (laughs) And I appreciate you being with, you know, I needed my emotional support human with me me. while I went through that. Um, I'll, I'll say this too um this was one thing that that jose did that was great as well Mm -hmm. you you kept talking about you wanting to buy a new car right and when i buy a new car i'll come and see you and i really like the blah 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 and he could easily have gotten distracted by your talk right and like leaned into that and leaned into trying to sell you
0: right he did he
1: acknowledged it and came right back to his clients.
0: Right. And said, when you're ready, let me know. Because...
1: He was so... G- I'm sorry. Cut you off.
0: I was going to say, because all the things that I like are the premium features. Yes. I need the highest level of trim in a car possible.
1: I sat in one car that... I sat in it and I said, oh, this is sexy. I got to get out of this car. That's right. I got to get out because I would have bought it just because it was beautiful. Right. And I don't like to do things like that. I'll regret it later. Yes. You know, and so uh, the trunk space wasn't right for me anyway, but um, thankfully, thank God it wasn't right for me, but I got... Yeah, it was just such a great experience all the way around. Thank you to Hannah for sending us there. Thank you to Jose for being the human that you are. Thank you to you for being my emotional support person during that. Because I thought it was going to be super stressful. It wasn't at all. It was a, such a pleasant thing. When's the last time that I spent five hours in, in, a, in a setting like that that I didn't come out of it absolutely Trashed, yeah. exhausted, and emotionally spent. I wasn't at all.
0: You can't sit anywhere for five and a half hours straight. You no, can't even true. sleep in bed at night for five and a half hours straight. So that's
1: true. That's he true. he was a little bit. It's it is true. true.
0: He was spectacular, yeah. and what a great time I had. And yeah. we ran into some friends. Oh yeah,
1: what yeah. a treat that was. We
0: did. You know, so ten out of ten experience. Absolutely, for me.
1: and and um. Oh shoot! I forgot what I was just gonna say. No, no, no! Come back, come back! It was important. Come back, come back, come back. Is there anybody out there? I don't know what you're singing. It's a different song. um, Mm -hmm. Taylor. Yeah, not me. Uh, oh, damn it! Oh, it was so good. I asked him where I could write a review.
0: Right. That's right.
1: He never even brought it up. Right. Such a great experience.
0: Jose, he's our guy. Yep. And we went there because I had a good experience buying there. And the reason Hannah sent us to Jose is because my salesman who sold me my car now works at the dealership in Spokane.
1: Well, there you go. And
0: we're not going to Spokane for a car. Nah. There you go. What else do you want to talk about? We've got a minute and 18 seconds. Go.
1: Oh, I I don't know. I, I just think that I hope you've gotten some value out of this today. I know that we've given away a lot of great value. Go check out com. Follow me on TikTok, uh, Londa Sherwood Austin, if you want to learn how to game the system when you're buying or selling a home. I and will watch
0: every one of those videos.
1: <laughs> reach out to David. Um, you know, as a brand new realtor, you're ready to to run.
0: We say brand new. I've been helping people buy houses for over 20 years in this market.
1: It's true. It's true. <laughs> but, you know, reach out to him.
0: There you go. SherwoodAustinHomes.com. This is the session with Londa and David For Londa Sherwood-Austin, my name is David Austin. We'll see you again next week.